Welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast with me, Kaylee Boisvert. I specialize in helping people to achieve their financial goals. I have a love for all things numbers, and I am passionate about financial literacy. My goal is to spark healthy and positive conversations around wealth and investment and create a world where nobody is limited by their financial situation. But wealth is just one piece in the equation of living our best lives. So join me as we explore both wealth and wellness topics. From your net worth to your self-worth, get ready to take confident action. Hello, this is Kaylee, and thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the Wealth and Wellness Podcast. Today, we are joined by a special guest, and we're going to be talking all things, um, I guess, more on the wellness side, which is good. It's a nice break. I've had a lot of wealth topics recently, I feel like, so we need this. We need a nice wellness break. Um, so today, we're joined by a guest who we've actually had on the podcast before, but it's been over a year since we last chatted, so I thought it would be a nice reminder to have um, our guest sets on today on again. So today we're joined by Shailene McHugh. Shailene is is a passionate professional and intuitive Reiki practitioner and teacher. She's been working with a therapeutic practice since 2016 after receiving her master level training at Mount Royal University. After her own personal experiences with mental health, stress, burnout, and recovery, Shailene has developed a love for alternative wellness, holistic health, and natural healing. She considers each unique client as a whole and uses a variety of relaxation techniques to support, guide, and empower her clients to take control of their own health and wellness. So I love that so much. Thank you so much, Shailene, for being on again as well. And I love that last part about just empowering people about their health and wellness. And that's really the the mission of this podcast. And what I hope to do is let's empower people with wealth, with wellness, with all these um, things of what, what can we do for ourselves? How can we take care of ourselves in those respects? Or what are some of the things we can consider um, in our own lives? So thank you so much, Shailene, for being on. Um, just before we get started, do you want to share with listeners a little bit about your ba- background and what brought you to do the work you do? Yeah, thank you so much, Kaylee, firstly, for having me back on the podcast. Podcast, um, I do really love just sharing information and knowledge with others about how they can better their mental health. And like you said, just really taking their health and wellness into their own hands by developing more tools for self-care, relaxation, and stress relief. Um, I came to this place where I'm at on my path, um, as you mentioned, I had my own struggles with mental health, with stress burnout, and that really sparked my journey for spiritual wellness and natural methods of healing. I went through the conventional medical system and over the years, I felt like there was always that missing piece um, where you know doctors would prescribe different um, medicines or different practices to help me manage my stress or my physical health issues. And there always seemed to be the missing piece was addressing the underlying issue. Um, So that to me is really important and brings in that idea of holistic health, where we're more than just the physical body, that each one of us has an energetic and emotional the mental, as well as the physical self. And each piece is an integral part of that 
wholeness aspect. Each system needs to be in balance. And I found that Reiki really helped me to understand um, myself in that way. So I've developed my practice over time to include relaxation and energy medicine, but also mindfulness, because that is a, a piece of a tool that can really help us to strengthen our awareness and our sense of self, our relationship with ourself, and through that, our relationship with others and the world. I love it. I love it so much that I've taken um, the Reiki training through you. So I've done level one and level two, because um, after I sort of met you last year and you were on the podcast and everything, I and I had done a Reiki session with you and it it was amazing. And we did it a distance session. So we did it over zoom at the time, because that was really around the time of COVID where we weren't able to meet in person. And, um, even doing it distance, I like truly felt when you were like entering my energy space and, and doing some of this work. And so it was just like, from that point on, I was hooked and I'm like, this, this is like really works and I feel the impact. Um, and, and so I wanted to kind of keep doing it and, and doing it on my own as well. And that's been so beneficial, like taking the um, training through you so I can do it as a daily practice on myself to kind of, to go through that and clear that energy. And it was, it's something that has worked really well in my life too. So I, I think it is so impactful and, and something for people to consider, especially like you said, if they've gone down, you know, roads of like the traditional healthcare system, and it's just maybe nothing is working or they're not finding that solution that, that resonates or that, that has like, I guess, like kind of staying power and continues to, to work with, with how they're feeling and things like that. So I, I love that. And I love what you do. Um, for those who are not familiar, do you want to explain just a little bit about Reiki and what it is? Yes, absolutely. And I just love that you said that too, because that's where I get very excited and where some of that passion comes is really about teaching other people, empowering other people that they, you know, it might be untapped or unrecognized at first, but each one of us does possess the power to take our health and our wellness into our own hands to advocate for our own well-being by applying the different tools, like you said, finding what, what speaks to each one of us or is going to work for each one of us individually. So for anybody who is unfamiliar with Reiki, it is a Japanese therapeutic practice which uses light touch and intention to channel sacred living energy and transfer it to a person, a situation, or an object, infusing it with a loving healing force. Some people like to describe it as an energetic massage or a chakra balancing or an alignment. And what Reiki is doing is tapping into the universal life force energy that is within and all around us. It's responsible for the natural force of energy that brings life in its variety of forms and using that energy to restore balance to the body. And similar to a meditation or even just general relaxation communicates to the body and the nervous system that we're not in a state of stress or fight or flight and that the body is able to go into that state of balance or equilibrium where all of its systems are able to function at its most optimum. So really putting us back into a state of ease or well-being. Love it. Yeah. So 
for anyone who's not familiar, there's yeah, a nice little brief overview. Um, and it is, like I said, I, I found it really impactful. And, and like you said, it's, it's energy work. And if you go into the science of things and all that, it's just, you know, there's so much reminders that all we are is energy. Um, oh, we got to watch some interesting videos too, in your last training. Do you want to chat a little bit about that? And that idea of like energy and energy work and, and actual like scientific proof of what's happening. Yes, and I think it really ties into the idea of mindfulness as well. So um, just strengthening the awareness of even the quality of our mental health, the thoughts that we're thinking, because um, our experience isn't just about the external world and the interactions we have, but also the way that we're interacting with ourselves um, and that internal quality of our health and our well-being. So the video that um, you're referencing would be, I had shared a just a little snippet from a documentary, um, the study of, I believe it's the energy of water uh, with Dr. Masuro Emoto, I believe if I'm saying that correctly. And uh, we looked at um, this study that was done where scientists were taking um, a variety of different waters from different places in the world and different sources. So, you know, water from a natural creek versus water from just the tap. And they were, the experiments started by just freezing, you know, these samples of water and looking at them under different Petri dishes. And the scientists observed that the water when frozen would fragment into different ice crystals depending on the quality and where it was uh, the sample was taken from. But the scientists took it a step further and started to expose the samples of water to uh, different genres of music, but also speaking to the water by using different statements, um, you know, love and gratitude, um, as well as things like, I hate you, you're disgusting. And again, would take these samples of water, freeze them in Petri dishes, and then look at them under the microscope. And really, it's so profound. I love this study. It gives me chills every time I see it because it, like you said, it really is showing us on a scientific level, the power of whether it's energy or vibration or just the intention of our conscious thought that the water that was exposed to more positive statements or positive energy, vibrations, beautiful music, symphonies written by Beethoven, the crystals would form the most beautiful structures uh, like snowflakes, beautiful, beautiful geometric patterns. And then comparing it to the water that was exposed to, you know, harmful or negative statements or even something maybe like heavy metal music and showing that the water was completely distorted and broken apart and very jagged and rough broken edges. So you can kind of apply this to the way that if we're thinking these same quality of thoughts or even the quality of the environments that we're exposed to have an impact on our well-being and our physical, our emotional, and our mental health. And there's a variety of different studies um, where you can see the same concept applied. I believe it was TELUS that did um, a similar experiment to show the effects of bullying in schools where they had uh, two plants, you know, in the foyer of the high school and had students encourage one plant to grow and say positive statements and the other they bullied. And you can see visually the effects that this had on the exact same plants given the exact same environmental conditions and the results are just astounding. 
Yeah. It's amazing. I went home, like I have a dying plant and I went home and I was like touching the plant, saying nice things to the plant right away. I'm like, Oh wow, this is, this is interesting. And I want to see it, you know, in action in my own like environment and I can do this too. And, and then just, yeah, taking it one step further, thinking about, well, what are the thoughts I'm having on a daily basis? What are the things maybe I'm saying when I get angry? Like if you're stuck in traffic or you're running late and you, you know, you say these things that are very negative, realizing like the impact those can be having on the energy of you or other people around you, how, how much that actually, you know, exists and how we then knowing that, that okay, let's be intentional. Let's be mindful of, you know, what are, what are my internal self thoughts? What am I saying out loud? Um, because knowing that that has such an impact and seeing the results of that is huge. I think. Yes, absolutely. There's that awareness piece because it, until you become aware um, it's right. Like walking around in the dark, the awareness sheds the light on. So you're better able to see your surroundings and understand maybe why you're having some of those thought patterns or certain behaviors are coming up and then what you can start to apply, um, to help mend that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So when you talk about too, like with some of the benefits of Reiki or, um, versus kind of traditional health. And again, we're not, we're not putting that down. We're just saying these are, there's other means, there's other methods out there and finding one that's really going to work. But, um, when we're talking about sometimes if we're treating symptoms, uh, you, you talk about in your work, looking for the root cause, can you talk a little bit about that and, and where that could be coming from for people? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, and exactly what you acknowledge, Kaylee, yeah, this is not to say that um, any one particular practice is, is better than the other. Um, I really do try to just encourage people to try, uh, experiment with a variety of different practices and modalities because we're all different and what works for me might not work for you. So um, just knowing that if it's not Reiki, there are so many beautiful practices out there that just might be the one that you didn't know you needed until you tried it. So when I'm working with clients, um, I have found and with my own experience that oftentimes um, when it comes to our physical health, if there is an issue, if there's an illness or an ailment, typically that's the last step in the chain of events that indicate there's some kind of physiological, emotional, or mental or energetic imbalance that's going on within the body or the mind. And this means that we need to come to understand, it's almost like working backwards. You know, somebody might come into Reiki and their shoulders been bothering them. Their, their shoulders hurt all the time. They have a lot of neck pain and, and upper back problems. And you know, in what in a situation like that, oftentimes that awareness piece is missing that this is where this individual might carry or store a lot of their stress is in their upper back and their shoulders. So every time that there's a stressful situation that they've encountered in their day, no matter how big or small, that energy and that stress is gonna accumulate because Let's be honest, not many of us take the time to stop and work through our feelings when they come up and they've been experienced. You made the comment about, you know, maybe even driving the car or sitting in some traffic, maybe somebody cuts you off. And even that, just the physiological stress response, it's kind of like, oh, threatened, danger, survival. And you go into that place, maybe the heart rate quickens, your breath shortens, 
And that's a physiological response that has, you know, a hormonal component, an emotional component, a mental component. And the more that you go through that in your day, that energy and that stress accumulates. And unless you mindfully bring awareness to decompressing and relaxing or releasing that stress, again, it's going to accumulate in the body. So we need to make space for the release of that pent up emotion, those unexpressed words that we didn't get to say, uh, you know, maybe when somebody triggered us and our own material comes up, or um, maybe there's some traumas in somebody's background. So, you know, years and years of accumulated limiting beliefs or self-sabotaging behavior that somebody has never really got to the root cause of. And I find that Reiki creates the space to help us build that awareness we're turning inwards, reconnecting with the body, listening and creating that awareness and space to just observe. That's the mindfulness piece, to just observe without any judgment, just noticing, remembering that you're a divine being having a human experience and learning how to identify, like I said, when you're triggered, or when you're in a state of stress so that you can pause and take a few seconds to just reset and recenter yourself. Yeah. I love that. And I'm finding that I am being mindful in my own life. Um, probably because of going through this process and, and taking the training with you, maybe, and I have that moment of pause, but to just, when I'm having a thought that I, you know, that doesn't really align with where I want to go in my, in my career, in my, you know, vision for my life. And I'm like, well, that's not a good, like, that's a limiting belief. And I don't, you know, I don't really like it when I kind of get down to it. Like, what is it? What am I feeling? And so it's like really identifying and being aware and then being intentional of saying, okay, I don't want to feel that way anymore. I don't want that belief anymore. I'm going to you know, get rid of that and like visualizing myself in a way, get rid of it. Or even today I like wrote them down some of the beliefs and then I started them on fire and I burned them. Um, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to get rid of them. And then I'm going to replace them with the thoughts that I do that are serving me, that are putting me on the path towards that, you know, whatever it is, that thing I want or that, um, whatever it is that I want to achieve. And, and so just being more mindful of, um, going deeper when you're having the thoughts, maybe it's like you see someone with something and it triggers something in yourself, like an, an envy or why can't I have that? Or, um, and then going to, okay, well, you know, I can, so there's not like some sort of rule that I can't, but maybe it is, it's something deeper. It's a, it's a belief that I've created myself that says I, I can't, or this won't work or something like that. So it's, it's going deeper into when you have those moments of, of resistance and things like that. That's what I've found a lot in my day-to-day -day where it comes up, where it's just being really mindful. And like you said, that awareness. So I love that. Um, I love the awareness and I, I love the idea of kind of going deeper. So instead of, yeah, let's just keep treating the shoulder pain. Well, let's find out what's the deeper, you know, cause or, or stress or going on. And then if you can be mindful of it, when it comes up, then it maybe won't get to that, that more aggravated state. Um, a, a big part of Reiki is working with our energy centers and clearing our energy centers. Can you talk a little bit about that and what those are? Oh, yes, sure. So um, it, it's important to note that it's not 
traditional as a part of Reiki, uh, the chakra system or the energy centers. Um, it's something that I think that was included later on in the practice because it's more familiar to um, Western society and, and um, our culture is better able to wrap their minds around the idea or acceptance of ourselves as an energetic body or being. So we look at the energy centers or the chakras, which were observed and identified uh, by Buddhist monks that would see spinning wheel-like vortices of color and energy during deep meditative states. And the belief is that each of these energy centers or chakras is, is constantly sending and receiving information and energy. These energy centers also communicate within e with each other within our bodies. Um, and again, are connected to some of those major systems that are responsible for the health and well-being of our physical entities. And Reiki can help us to restore balance by essentially resetting the system. We're coming away from that physiological stress response that says, you know, safety and survival, meeting our basic needs. And when we're able to be in a state of peace and calm and relaxation, we can then focus our energy and attention on the higher energy centers or chakras. And each one of those is responsible for a basic need or drive that keeps us alive and healthy. So the drive for love, uh, the drive or need for control or recognition or right, food, water, shelter, uh, the need to feel connected to something bigger than ourselves. So Reiki will help to bring in that energy that's needed for the body to return to that state of balance. Absolutely. Love it. And what are some of then the, like the effects or benefits that people might see after having Reiki? Um, yeah, uh, you know, because it is a uh, holistic practice, the benefits and effects fall within that. So um, kind of touching on them both at the same time. So physically, some people might feel that deep sensation of relaxation where the body is able to kind of decompress and um, that can also mean pain relief. So we're letting go of that stored stress in the muscles and the tissues and the organs. Um, it can bring physical sensation like warmth, you know, hot and cold, temperature change, um, kind of like tickles, pins and needles, pressure, pushing and pulling magnetic sensations. Um, the benefits, you know, of the physical body kind of being restored to that state of balance and equilibrium. So just your body being able to restore to its natural state of health, um, letting go of that pain, letting go of stress. Um, that can also tie into things like lowering your blood, blood pressure, um, you know, getting rid of uh, aches and pains, depending on where they are in the body, helping to deepen uh, sleep and meditation. For some people, it's more emotional. So when you're experiencing a Reiki session, you might find that certain emotions are coming up to the surface that might have previously been ignored. Um, sometimes that means an energetic release. So sadness or crying or even anger can sometimes come up for people. Um, but the emotions 
And that release can be very cleansing. As I said, you know, we're creating now more space in the body as we let go of that old energy and those old emotions. We can create space within and around us for new things to come in and also restoring a state of calm, of happiness, letting go of anxiety and depression so that you feel more centered, more grounded in your being and more in control of yourself, your thoughts, your situation. And for other people like myself, it can be more energetic or spiritual where you're having very profound insights. Um, you're gaining clarity into problems or situations maybe that you're facing. Um, for some people that looks like seeing shapes, colors, images kind of appear before, you know, behind the eyes or in the mind's eye, uh, similar to when you're meditating. Um, yeah, so just beautiful, beautiful benefits uh, for everybody, no matter what your beliefs are or where you're at on your healing journey. Um, you know, there's nothing required in order to receive Reiki or to benefit from Reiki. It really is a practice that is suitable for everybody. Yeah. And that, I guess that kind of takes us into my question, next question, which would be, you know, what, what is it typically like, what is the experience of having a Reiki session or what does it typically look like for people that have not ever um, experienced this before? Yeah, um, every practitioner has their own unique style and their own unique approach with Reiki. There is, you know, a basic foundation in which we're working with the practice. Um, as I mentioned, you know, we're working with um, hand positions, sacred symbols and mantras to channel the energy. Um, the way that I work with clients, typically a session is going to be about 75 minutes. Um, the first little bit of that is us having a conversation to look at perhaps any obstacles or challenges that the client is facing, as well as identifying what their goals are for restoring health and wellness and balance. Uh, perhaps a particular intention or goal is in mind. Um, and then we'll get the client on the table. They're, they're usually clothed, um, you know, dressing in something comfortable. Um, there's a blanket and a pillow, just get the body nice and comfortable and supported while they're on the table. And then I begin by guiding the client into a meditative state um, not everybody is, you know, experienced with meditation or maybe somebody's having Reiki for the first time and this is their first time really even exploring the realm of meditation. So I find it helps to guide them into that state so that they can start to strengthen that awareness as they explore their body and inner being. We do a body scan to build that awareness, um, coming in as the observer and just recognizing the different sensations that are coming up in the body during the session. And all while this is happening, I'm connecting in with the energy. Um, and then I, I connect in with the physical body of the client, um, starting at the crown chakra at the top of the head and working my way down to the root chakra, um, connecting through the feet. And you know, oftentimes the practitioner will make a few passes from head to toe over the course of that 60 minutes. Um, the length of time where the hands might stay or where the practitioner is working will vary from client to client and situation to situation, um, but really listening to their own internal guidance or intuition based off of what they're feeling from their client and what the energy is guiding them to do during the session um, to help restore that balance. And then grounding in the energy at the very end as well, clearing away anything that might have come up or been released during a session. Um, energy isn't created or destroyed. So if anything, it's going to be transformed um, once it's released. So we always are grounding it into the earth so that energy can become neutralized and free to go wherever it is needed next. 
And then uh, we end the session by having a little chat to just discuss anything that had come up, both for the client as well as the practitioner. Um, and then I always share with my clients suggestions for self-care and mindfulness practices uh, for them to apply outside of the sessions, in between sessions, um, and just to start to build that awareness um, and mindfulness in their day-to-day -day so they have more tools to apply when they find they are in a, a situation of stress or overwhelm. Yeah, I love it. It's such a great um, process. And like, I, I describe it, which you kind of mentioned too. I'm like, it's like a massage for your soul. Like how you feel when you leave a massage, like a, a traditional massage is you feel very relaxed, like your muscles and everything. Well, when you leave Reiki, I feel like it is this, this more of an inner relaxation that happens. So that's how I describe it. I think it's amazing. I love it. Yeah. You just feel lighter, right? Yeah, just absolutely. lighter and more clear. Yeah. Some of those, obviously the, the self-care mindfulness tips for people on a daily basis or what they can do to maintain, um, is probably personal, but can you give any sort of general tips or ideas for listeners on what those could look like? Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, like I said, I love sharing information. I love sharing resources. Um, some of my, my absolute go-tos for self-care and mindfulness are going to be breath work. Um, Connecting with the breath and being aware of the breath is one of the easiest ways to combat stress and build that awareness of the self. Um, as I said, you know, even if we want to look at the science, you know, physiologically, when we're stressed, the breathing changes in the body. So if we can alter the way that we're breathing by really slowing down and taking deep, calm inhales and exhales, we can communicate to the body that we are in that state of ease and relaxation. We're okay, we're safe, we're not fighting for our lives. And that in itself can be um, incredibly grounding. And just again, building that awareness of self. Um, another technique that I like to recommend to people for self-care is journaling or writing in a, a journal, a diary. Um, you know, some people kind of get caught up in maybe judging their thoughts or feeling like that's a place where, you know, they have to kind of be perfect in, in their speech or their writing, but it's really just a spot for you to kind of unwind and, you know, dump out your thoughts at the end of the day. Um, like you said, Kaylee, even to just start to become aware and build that awareness of like limiting beliefs when you find yourself having negative thought patterns, writing them down so you can identify and revisit and then taking it a step further to go deeper and maybe journal on, you know, why do I believe that to be true? Uh, where does that come from? Who is the first person to tell me that? Or where did I learn that? What's my earliest memory of this? And it will, it can really help uh, to just provide a safe space for you to just get out whatever you need to get out. Um, a couple others would be um, repeating like positive affirmations. Um, I find is really useful for people that suffer from anxiety or low self-esteem. Um, low self-worth, lack of confidence, affirmations can help to rewire the brain uh, to build new neural pathways so that we stop revisiting those old thoughts, those old beliefs, uh, those old stories that just aren't serving us anymore. And um, aside from that, I really do encourage people to just bring in that mindfulness piece in their everyday acts of self-care. So things like being in the bath or the shower, um, even when you're making food, drinking water, just be present, be completely there in the moment with whatever it is that you're doing. 
not multitasking, but just having your undivided attention in the present, you know, really connect with that water when you're drinking it, smell it, notice the taste, notice the temperature, notice the glass in your hand. Same thing when you're eating um, or uh, right in the bath or the shower, bringing that mindfulness in instead of just slapping, you know, body wash or the soap on you and getting in and out really quick, really slowing down and bringing in that mindfulness of connecting with each part of your body as you do maybe wash the different parts and, connecting with the smell of the soap and the feel of the water and maybe bringing in some gratitude for each part of your body and what it allows you to do in your day-to-day things like that I love it that's it's so important such an important piece of mindfulness because we have so many distractions and and so much on the go um that it's such an important piece to remember like if you can put your phone away at a certain you know at certain times of the day and just that I think is so impactful. And I find myself, even just if I'm working and something's going slow technology, like it's thinking or doing something, I'm like, oh, okay. That's, you know, the universe signaling. I need a moment of pause to just be in the moment and, and not going like, oh, what else can I do while I'm waiting for this? I'll just jump on my phone, look at social media or go do this or that instead of trying to do that, just being like, okay, I just need a moment to take a pause. I need to breathe. I need to you know, just be in this moment rather than sort of filling every moment with something or a to-do or anything like that. So I love the mindfulness, the awareness piece that you shared. That's amazing. Um, well, thank you so much to be, I guess, mindful of time. Um, can you share with listeners how they can find you, how they can reach out to you to chat further about maybe it's a Reiki session. Maybe they want to take the training. Maybe, um, you also have a, um, a line of Reiki infused like wellness products and things like that. So how can people find you and, and all that goodies, goodies? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Kaylee. Um, if you'd like to learn more about Reiki, if you'd like to connect over a session, or if you'd like to explore my handmade Reiki infused wellness line, you can find my website, www.thelightjourney.ca. And you can also find me on Instagram under the light journey and Facebook as well. And um, yeah, feel free to reach out. I'd love to connect with you. I love just uh, talking with like-minded people. And as I said, sharing information um, and helping people to take care of themselves. So if, if, if what you heard today resonates with you, um, yeah, I'd love to connect. Absolutely. Yes. I love, and all your products are amazing. I'm I have had, I've ordered many. (laughs) I like to frequent your online store and um, yeah, bath salts and and all um, those amazing products. I I love it. Um, So thank you so much, Shailene, for being on this episode, for all this, um, you know, wonderful knowledge you're sharing, tips, tools that people can actually start implementing right away. Um, Maybe getting curious on Reiki and if it's something that is, you know, a a thing they want to try in their lives and, and again, see if it works, see if it resonates with you, see if it's a good fit for your own wellness journey. So thank you so much, Shailene, um, for being on the podcast again. Thank you, Kaylee, for having me and yeah, just giving me the opportunity to share what I love. Awesome. Thank you so much. And that's it for today, but we will catch you on the next next episode, everyone. All right. Thanks. Bye. I hope you found value in this episode. And because I'm such a proponent of taking confident action, I want to pose a question to you, the listener. What is one action that you feel inspired to take after listening to today's episode? 
If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Thank you so much, and I will catch you next time.